Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name is Tyson Sharp and after coaching hundreds of online entrepreneurs, it became very clear that the vast majority were looking to grow a successful business unconsciously as a solution to feel enough, to feel worthy, to even feel safe and secure. And so it's in this podcast where we face those internal challenges head on and we do it through self-connection, we do it through elevated consciousness and heartfelt courage so that you can learn how to build a successful and aligned business simply as a byproduct of your personal awakening. So when you're ready, take a deep breath and I'll see you on the inside. Hello, superstars. Here we go again. This is a, a chat I had where it just resonated with my soul and what I'm all about. Because if you're listening to this podcast, if you're in the community, if you're learning this type of content, you know this is all about finding your authentic truth and spreading that with the world. So it was my absolute pleasure to bring on Tracy Goodwin. I met Tracy a few weeks ago. I heard her as a guest on a really, really popular podcast, uh, the Awaken Your Business podcast with James Wedmore. And as soon as I heard her presentation, as soon as I heard her content, I wanted to get her on the podcast. And why is that? Let me read her bio. Tracy, the owner of Captivate the Room, started speaking and winning awards at age of 12 and has over 30 years of experience coaching thousands of celebrities, business owners, entrepreneurs, helping them find their unique voice and captivate the room so that they can make that bigger impact with their message. Now, here's why I want to talk to Tracy, and here's why it's so impactful for you. A lot of this conversation is around the psychology of your voice, the psychology of what's holding you back from releasing and spreading your truth. And Tracy walks us through, I, I like to wrap this up into two fundamental pieces. One is to help you overcome the stories and the psychology so that you can get your truth out there. And then two are the principles or at least the, the tools and strategies of then how to do that effectively. And we go into both. So not only are you going to learn how to share your truth and to get it out to the world, but then to apply some practical tools and strategies in how to do that. So we go in deep in terms of the unconscious stories that are holding most people back from sharing their truth. We go into how to create a connection with people and how to elicit specific feelings within them. And then we also learn some tools and strategies of how to captivate the room, how to, no matter what platform you're on, no matter if it's a video, a podcast, a particular piece of content, no matter what it is, it gets received the way you want it to be received. And we talk a lot about the unconscious process of that. And we talk about how to allow the listener to receive the message that you're here to give. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this and see how much it resonates with me and also add Tracy to your network. For me, I just reached out, said hi, added her to my network, and she's been immensely beneficial, not only for me, but for the community. She's jumped on a lot of the Zoom calls and is very, very keen to engage with a lot of you. So I'll put the links in the show notes of her website and also her podcast, which is Captivate the Room, and you'll be able to add her to your network in a way 
that not only gets more insight in terms of this knowledge, but you'll gain access to all of her network as well. And 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 it's just such a cool it's such a cool piece where we're all coming together as one to sort of to make our truth, make our our uh, our message spread around the world and heard by others. So without further ado, here is Tracy Goodwin. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. It's my pleasure to introduce Tracy Goodwin. She's been in the community for a little while now, the last at least few weeks, jumping on all the calls, all the Zoom calls, the collaborative calls. A lot of you have already got to know her, uh, but I really wanted to bring her on ever since I heard her on the Mind Your Business podcast with James Wedmore. And that's a huge podcast, of course, but my thing was I listened to Tracy and listened to how she was educating people around their voice, the psychology of their voice, how to get more of their truth out there to the world and how to do it effectively. And that's exactly what we're going to learn here. And we're going to walk through two sort of main pillars. One of them is how to start sharing your truth, overcoming that fear, understanding the subconscious stories around it and why it holds us back. But then two, when you share your truth, how do you do it with effectiveness? What's some tools, tactics, strategies that you can use so that you can start to share it in a way that it is received in a way that you intend? And there's so many cool strategies. Tracy's been doing this for 30 years in, in educating people and coaching people in terms of celebrities, business owners, entrepreneurs, helping them what she calls captivate the room. In, and that's exactly the name of her podcast, Captivate the Room. And this is her specialty. And so if you're the kind of person that knows that you need to start sharing more of your truth and start reaching an audience with vulnerability, authenticity, uh, openness, then this is the call for you. So Tracy, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to, to be here. So you should be. So you should be. I'm excited to have you here as well. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure, especially bringing topics like this, because not many people are talking about it. Mm. All of us sort of have this internal energy of, I know what I'm meant to be sharing. I know what my truth is, but for some reason, I can't release it. Is that the way you describe it? Does everyone sort of innately know what their truth is and what they sort of want to share to the world? You know, that's a great question, and I don't know that I could say everybody knows their truth, but I would imagine a whole lot of people do, and I would imagine a whole lot of people or everybody knows that they're not sharing it, even if they don't know exactly what it is, right? Like, it, I kind of have a feeling of what that is or what I want to share, but they are very aware that they are not sharing it or not making an impact the impact that they want to make with, with their truth. And before we get into your story on how you got into all this, uh, I just want to first ask, cause not many people know what are the, what are the benefits of sharing your truth and what are the downfalls? If someone's not living their truth, not sharing their truth, what does that do to their, to the quality of life that they're living? Well, that's deep. Let me just jump right into that because that's purpose. So if you're not living your truth, speaking your truth, the people that you are here 
to there that you are here to deliver a message to someone or possibly someones a lot of them and if you're not doing that that's huge because there's somebody out there waiting to hear your message they're waiting to hear your message and if you're locked up or not able to say you know and when i say locked up i mean i don't mean literally but i mean you struggle to deliver your truth or you're altering your message for the masses or whatever it is then you we really just have to start looking at are you serving the purpose that you came to serve and a lot of business owners here have started their business, started this journey because they know there's a message they want to spread. They know there's a difference they want to make. And uh, a lot of people are sort of stuck there. But uh, before we get into how to break through that and, and the tools and tactics, strategies of how to do it effectively, uh, what's your story? How did you get into all this being, being a voice coach, helping people share their truth, helping them captivate the room? How did you, uh, how did you get into it? Well, it's, it's not what I would have picked initially because it was never on my radar because talk about purpose. Okay. I was raised in a family where I wasn't allowed to speak. So how, you know, when it became really clear really early on that I was to be a voice coach and that I kind of had some superpowers here, that was just not, I mean, that was just not even a consideration for me because of my story. I'm thinking how in the world can I be a voice coach? But all these events transpired in my life, one after another, one after another, that put me in front of the top voice coaches in, 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 our, in my country. And I was really good at it, and I really liked it, and people kept finding me. I didn't go out seeking it. It came after me. And I was being a speaker and an actor and a director, and people kept finding me to coach their voices. And I, and I did it, and I loved it but I still wrestled with how am I to be, how is this? Because I was, because of my story. And so it, it wasn't too long before I absolutely, I knew I was making a difference. I knew I was making an impact and I was fascinated with the work. So it, it wasn't too long before I just started being a voice coach full time. Wow. So some events transpired where, it was coming to you. You didn't have to seek it. You just found yourself in front of, in front of voice coaches, people who are helping in this way. What was it about that? Did you pick up skills from them, knowledge from them? Did you sort of have this resonating pull that you're like, maybe this is how I really truly want to help people. Is that something, is that something that sort of, is that how it came about? In a way, there was a very specific event that happened my freshman year of college. And it was, it was, well, I was beat up in a play is what happened. And when, and I couldn't, I couldn't address this because I didn't know how to use my voice. And when I finally mustered up the courage to say, Hey, this needs to stop. I was shut down and my voice went like this instantly. And that was the beginning of psychology of the voice effect. I didn't know it at the time in retrospect, but that caused me to change universities. And that put me in front of one of the greatest voice masters of our time because they said to me, you're really talented, but your voice is horrible. I didn't even recognize that I was talking like this. And it turned on a dime because something 
because of one phrase. So I was introduced to it, but very, very early on, I could discern that I could hear sounds, that I could tell people things about their voice, how they were being processed subconsciously. It, it was almost like a, a gift of intuition, you know, but I kept shutting it down. That is crazy. That is not what I'm supposed to do. Look at my story. Look what just happened in this play. Look, you know, I just fought it and fought it and fought it. But it was, in retrospect, it was there all the time. The, pat, the breadcrumbs were laid out. Wow. That's powerful. When you were growing up, explain to us a little bit about what it means to not be allowed to speak. What did that mean? Children are to be seen and not heard to the extreme. You cannot express emotion. Don't you dare ever get mad in this house. Don't say a word. You sit there and you look pretty. Don't bother me. Stop talking. And so little by little, it was better if I didn't speak because there was always something very, very negative that came out of when I spoke. And so we just didn't speak because it was safer that way. Mm. And what, ha so clearly the people who are learning and studying this podcast know that a lot of those patterns are developed as a child on who do I need to be in order to be enough, in order to be safe, in order to be loved. And it seems like what you learned was, you know, if, if you are quiet, if you're seen and not heard, then you're safe. And that is the, that was picked up and conditioned in your life. But what might've happened is because you weren't speaking, you were now listening. And mm -hmm. it, it, it seemed like at a different level, because now when yeah. you hear someone speak, you can hear the, the nuances mm -hmm. in their voice of basically yeah. what they're thinking when they're able to, when they're sharing their voice. Is that right? Yes, I can tell people how they're being processed subconsciously because, and that was the body of work, but the, but the body of work shows me now that one phrase will shut a voice down for life before we're five. And I had a, a, a litany of them, but that's exactly where I believe that this ability came from was I was navigating a landmine. I was navigating a very scary scenario. And while I stopped using my voice because it was safer, I, I had to navigate every single sound before walking forward. And out of that came the ability, and, and ultimately later down the tracks, fully researched that we're processing every single sound subconsciously that comes out of somebody's mouth. Now, is that the best version of them? They may say they're being authentic, but are they really revealing the best version of themselves? And that's the work now, that's psychology of the voice effect. What story, because a story in your head, like, hey, shut up, nobody wants to hear you, determines how you're going to use your voice the rest of your life. And so that's a subconscious piece. The subconscious puts the voice in. And then what comes out of our mouths is then being deciphered subconsciously, consciously and subconsciously. But the sounds, those minute, nuanced sounds, that is how we will decide who you are. You can say you're fine, but if you say, I'm fine, 
what are we get? Where, where are we going to go? We're going to go with the tone. And that's a really simple example, but it can be doubt, asking for permission, needing to prove. It can be a anything. Yeah. And everyone listening who's a business owner can, who's releasing content, doing videos, doing a podcast, being guests on other people's podcasts. It's, that's why this is so important because it's almost like what you're, what you're saying is going through the filter of your own stories. And that's ultimately what they're, what the listener is subconsciously hearing. And you had a story within you that said, man, I'm, I've got this sort of voice coach path unfolding in front of me, but how the hell am I to do this when I had this type of childhood where I wasn't able to speak? So what happened to that story and what's, what's your new story that you carry now with you in your, in your career? Well, what happened to that story was I, you know, it, I became a voice coach and I full time worked, worked as a voice coach, but I was, a, I was a methodology teacher. Psychology of the voice effect had not been created yet. And I struggled. I struggled with it because you want to talk about being inauthentic I would work with someone and I would teach straight voice coaching, straight voice methodology, and my head would be screaming with, you've got to tell him he is asking for permission and that is why he's not making money. And I couldn't do it. And so I walked away. I walked away. I said, I'm done. I'm not going to be a voice coach. And I started a furniture refinishing business with the super of my building. And I wouldn't answer the I wouldn't talk to anyone about coaching their voices. And one day out of nowhere, I heard a sound in my head that said, what are you doing? What are you doing? I didn't put you down there to finish furniture. So could you get back in the game? And I did. And I came back and, and, you know, people could think I'm crazy or not, but I've got to serve you. And the only way I can serve you is to say, Houston, we've got a problem. You're being perceived as X, Y, Z. And I know that's not who you are. We've got to move those sounds out. Mm. And, and it took off. That's what happens when you follow your heart. It just takes off and things start to align in a way that share. This is, this is your path. This is your truth. And so Mm -hmm. explain to explain to people, what the psychology of the voice effect is all about and how does it help people now understand more of their voice? One of the most powerful things about psychology of the voice effect is the understanding. People don't recognize or realize that their subconscious is actually what puts their voice in place. People don't link that noise in their head saying, oh, they're going to judge you. Oh, they're going to judge you as affecting how their voice comes out. And I learned this in dialect work. The early years of my career were all dialect work. I taught dialects to actors. I pulled them out of business people who were being perceived negatively. And this is how I figured all of this out, that, okay, the subconscious wants us to fit in. Its number one goal is to protect our heart. The voice is the orchestra of our heart. So if one phrase, hey, shut up, the subconscious says, don't worry, I've got this. And the next thing you know, you're 40 and you're not getting on video or you're being really quiet or you're not 
So that in and of itself is huge. And we don't have to do a deep dive on the story, but we can go, hey, I'm hearing doubt. I hear doubt in your voice. And they say, well, I am. I'm questioning every, okay, let's see where that came from. Let's rewrite it. We rewrite that story in the moment. We change what it left behind in the muscle memory. And I like to say we take you back to one before the world got in the way and started saying, you better be quiet. You better get it right. You better get those words right. Oh, they're going to judge you. They're going to think you're stupid because little by little that diminishes our voice. So that is part of it. And that's huge. But for people to recognize, oh, wow, when I go loud and fast all the time, I'm actually repelling people. I thought I was getting them excited. And I, I thought, you know, I was making it clear that this is my message. And then to discover that that one note is why you didn't get that sale, because you pushed and pushed and pushed and you repelled them. And it all comes from that story, that driver in your head that says, you better get it right. You better prove you know what you're talking about. And we don't even recognize we're doing it. So one thing I'm hearing is that by not only understanding the stories uh, can help you understand why your voice sounds the way it does, whether it be quiet or loud, your, that can be filtered through the stories you're telling yourself and the psychology of what's going on in your unconscious mind. And by understanding this, you can understand why you're repelling people, but also by mastering this, you can attract those that you really do want, attract those who really do resonate with your heart and attract those ideal clients through the, the, the truth of who you are basically channeled through your voice. Is that, is yes. that what you would say? Yes, because now when we, I call them voice masks and they were put in by the subconscious. We crack those and move them out of the way. Now you can show me who you really are. Now you no longer work on one vocal note. Now you can speak with the orchestra of your heart. So now you take me on a journey. Now you don't repel me. Now you have the ability to bring me close and show me who you really are. And, wow. and we're processing all of this subconsciously, see? You know, it's be like, I listen to you and I think, mm, I like that guy, but I don't know. Something about it. And you can't quite put your finger on it, but it was a sound that your subconscious picked up that said, no, 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 don't go there. He's lying. Or, you know, or he's, uh, he's gonna, not going not gonna to hear what you have to say. He's going to tell you what to do and it's not in alignment with you. The subconscious is discerning all of that from the sounds and that's why we then go i don't know let me think about it so if someone if someone's listening to this and they're hearing this they're like man i want to i want to master my voice where i take them on that story and where i i draw them in and i share my my truth where they resonate with me at my heart and my soul what are some things they can start to recognize in their own voice, in their own path, in their own way they're building their business, where they can start to think, okay, there's something I can work on here. Mm -hmm. One of the first things that we have to master, and, and this is the foundation, this is, there's three pillars in psychology of the voice effect. Pillar one is all about that foundation. What is going on in your head and what is, what is the byproduct of it? Most people, not everybody, 
but most people are in the past or the future. And when I'm in the future, thinking about what you might be thinking about, I have no voice power. Your voice cannot work the way you want it to, the way to, to really have voice power only in the now. Because when you're bringing in that past time that you really messed up the video, we're going to hear it in your voice. When you're off in the future, worrying about the judgment, and did I get those words, even going up and getting words, you're not grounded. You're, you're, you've got to be grounded in your body because that's where your heart is. We've got to connect to the message and trust that the words will be there for us. And everybody's all the words, the words. I got to get the words right. I got to, don't, don't talk to me right now. I'm focused on the words. And we've got to start getting in the now, connecting to the message, which is I really want them to know. And then the words will come. So it's about presence. You, you can't, your voice cannot come to life if you are in the past or the future. And that is where doubt and frustration and fear and asking for permission, all of that is in the past and the future. And that is what will come out. And so we foreshadow, you know, I talk, I give an example about cold call, you know, or, or discovery calls or cold calls. You have three no's in a row. You drag that no into the next one vocally. You just told them what you don't want. Their subconscious is going to give it to you. And all you had to do was get in the now and have a conversation with me. Yeah, so that's, that's the foundation. Yeah, it's, you know, it's about being right here, trusting that I'm going to have the words. And people get locked up in the words. I know people, they'll sit there and figure out everything that could happen, maybe. They might say this, you know, it'd be like this interview. Like if I'd spent three hours, well, he could ask me this. And, and if he asks me that, then I think I'm going to say this. I know more people than you can imagine that do that. You're not, you're not present. And we don't know what's in the future. We just don't. So we work to try to control the outcome when really what we need to work to control is the conversation. How do I want you to feel when I talk to you? That's where my power is, to right in this minute make you feel something. Then if you want to work with me or bring me on your show, the outcome's mine. But if I don't make you feel that in the now, I can forget the outcome. And that's what we do. That's what the world teaches us to do. Control that outcome, get the words right, and you'll get what you need. No, it's just not, not, not in alignment anymore. I mean, no. what you said, what you said just then, you know, in terms of, in terms of helping someone portray a, an emotion, portray an emotion. I think that's why we're here anyway. Your mission, your path, your purpose is basically to pass on not only the message, but the feeling that that message would bring, you know, my, my, my pull of helping you know, empower entrepreneurs and heighten their level of consciousness is to bring more peace, is to bring more love, is to bring more joy. And like, like you, you can pass on that level of confidence or that level of curiosity or that level of um, joy in sharing their voice, whatever it may be. And if you have that in, your, in the forefront of your being of this is what I want them to feel, 
that is when it starts to come across where you're present in the moment and not in the past or future. Is that all part of the, what you would call the foundation of what, of, of that? Yes. 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 Because when we're doing all of those things, we're talking at people and, and the subconscious knows that nobody wants to be talked at people want to be talked to people. And so, so we move and then this moves into pillar two, which is about connection. And a lot of times people will say, Oh, I'm easy. People connect with me really easy. Oh, there's a whole nother level. There's a whole nother level. And it's that heart level. It's that, ah, oh, he gets me. She gets me. It's a whole nother level when we crack those masks that we're hiding behind that we think we need to get the result that we want. And they are the very thing we put in place, whatever it is, that's the very thing that keeps us. And so, and so we keep, so then we push harder and, and it, it's like bulletproof glass. I can see you and I can hear you, but I can't touch you. So there's a missing piece. What, what are some of those common masks that people do have on that are stopping that connection going deeper? People pleasing is one of them. People pleasing is a huge one. And of course that's linked to being in the future and getting it right and controlling the outcome. But what happens when I, and this is huge, when I am trying to be what I think you want me to be, then I'm not fully owning this is who I am. You come to my house for Christmas. This is what you're going to get here on the show. This, you know me, this is what you always get. Right. But pe people pleasing is a huge mask because what that does, and I could tell you stories all day long, I'm neutralizing. And so they're thinking, I don't know if she has enough passion for this job, but I need to be what I think you want me to be, but I don't know what that is. So, I'll just be neutral. And then I'm as exciting and interesting and dynamic and authentic as licking cardboard, right? So that's a huge one, needing to prove. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, we totally have that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. That's, that's a push. That's a repel. That's the, well, I need to prove to you that I know what I'm talking about. No, you need to trust and just simply stand and own. Because needing to prove is a huge turnoff. Needing to prove, asking for permission, you know, people-pleasing. When, when, pe when we people-please and we neutralize, asking for permission or doubt comes out in the voice. Those are, those are huge masks that people wear. Defensiveness. Oh, I'm not letting you in. That's not what happened. Okay? That's, you know, and that ties into vulnerability it's really okay to go you know i don't know the answer to that question you just asked me tyson but i love it but yet we get all panicked thinking oh I, they're gonna think i don't know what i'm talking about and, and he said i've been doing this for 30 years so i just have to no we have to get to the place of Fantastic question. That blew me away. I'm going to get you an answer on that because I don't know. That doesn't, that doesn't make me less than. That makes me more than because that's who I really am. I don't know the answer. 
So masks play into all of that. What we, what we think we need to be to, to, to feel safe. And so you'll like us or buy from us or we're good enough now all of a sudden. But people, people know it's a mask. Uh, that's, it's, I, I've seen that so many times in myself is just along the, along the coaching journey when you're releasing content, mm. you're videos, you're doing Zoom mm. calls, you're doing uh, even content in the written form. And you have that story in your head that says that's either people pleasing, right? That's saying, Oh, I hope they, I hope they like me. I hope what I'm saying allows them to, to like me, allows them to have this particular view about me. Um, but also like what you're saying, not only in terms of approval, but just that mask to, that's almost like talking to them saying, yeah. oh my God, I agree with you and this is why and all those different things. People can start to feel that now. I mean, it probably was in our, in our expansion, probably was in our consciousness to, to shift in that level and put up these masks and have like this sort of John Wayne type of uh, persona that is what everyone kind of wants to be and what everyone wants to, you know, everyone wants to sort of attract into their life. It doesn't seem to be that way anymore. What you're saying is when you pull the masks away, and you have that vulnerability and openness and honesty, people can, people get drawn in because they relate. They, they actually start to see you rather than the person you think you need to be for their approval. Yeah, there it is. There it is. And that's exactly what we do. The number of people I've worked with, they come to me, they have a nasality or they have, I remember working with a girl with a nasality, horrible nasality. And in the middle of our work together, she said, you know, I, I didn't always talk this way. And I said, well, why did you start? And she said, because the prettiest girl in high school talked that way. She wanted to be a pretty girl in high school. So she put that in place. And we, and we put it in place because we think we need it. And sometimes we do need it. But then we don't need it forever. And it, and it does, it gets in the way and, and vulnerability, the utmost place of vulnerability is the voice. The minute I open my mouth, I'm subjecting myself to judgment, right? I mean, but we have to come to that place of, I am here to serve a purpose. I have a choice. I can serve my purpose and serve it well, or I can worry about you judging me, but I can't do both. Uh, that's a decision we, we need to make. It's a choice, you know, and then it's on me. It's about radical self-responsibility. And it's about, I believe everybody on this earth has a purpose, that they were sent here to do one thing or maybe more, but that they have a specific message and there's a specific audience. And when I reveal that, I know with my work, people, people are drawn to my methodology and the way that I talk about it. It's, it's not necessarily, oh, I need a, a voice coach. It's they're drawn to my story. And Tyson, I didn't tell my story for years because I thought people are going to think, how am I going to hire a voice coach that was raised in a family where she couldn't speak? What a joke. I, for years, I didn't talk about that story 
or getting beat up in that play because I thought, oh, they're going to think, well, she's a real winner. Got beat up and can't even stop somebody from hitting her. <laughs> what a joke. That's the noise that we, that we must fight against and get rid of because it's not the truth. Because 99.9% .9 of the time, they're not thinking that anyway. Yeah. And that's just what, like what you're explaining, it's what could have worked for safety reasons. Mm -hmm. that, that lady could have, you know, she wanted to be the, the prettiest girl in high school. And no doubt the Tracy who had that story was like, I need to protect this to protect myself. I can't share this because... Yeah. I need to protect myself. And what people can start to realize who are listening is that we can have these stories unconsciously seep in for our own safety that worked yeah. at, at one point, but now we can start raising an awareness and say, actually what, what I perceived as my weakness might actually be my strength. The fact that I couldn't speak as a child actually fuels this new skill of mine in a whole new way that allows people to share their voice. And it's, it's just a completely different transforming uh, experience. Is that, is that how you would describe it? Oh yeah. And it's inner freedom. You can't imagine the people that I, they're successful. They're successful. They're doing great. They've been, they've had a great life before they met Tracy Goodwin, but they are rot out inside because it, because of the, the, pressure and the, I got to get this right. And what are they going to, I mean, they're just almost tortured. And to have that inner freedom, to be able to say, to be this, this is who I am, you know, and this is how I want to bring it to life. People are afraid to get larger than life. They're afraid, you know, they, they don't, they don't want to show all those colors. And that's what we're craving. Because mm. that tells me who you really are. And we, we shove it all down and give everything the same value. And I won't use any vocal variety because you might think I'm a circus clown if I do that. And I don't want you thinking that. And you're over there going, oh, I wish I think a circus clown would be more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So we're our own worst enemy yeah. with give this me the wig. stuff. Give me, give me the wig right? and, the, and the red nose. <laughs> right? And then they show up and they're like, I'm not very interesting. You are. But you've got it all locked away. Mm. We have to get you back to one. Give me a four-year-old that's not dynamic and exciting and says what they need to say and the vocal variety all over the place. And then give me a 40-year-old. Two you very different. See, you like see yeah. the stories that have, yes. that have conditioned not only his, his voice, but the unconscious mind that's, that's being channeled through the voice. Absolutely. And that's where your specialty is, your expertise is just to hear their voice. And by hearing their voice, you can see and feel intuitively what stories uh, they have yeah. holding them back. And so talks about step three. So there was one, which is the foundation. Two is the mm -hmm. connection. What, what's, the, what's the third pillar that, that puts all this together? How to captivate the room. And that is done through unpredictability. And unpredictability is created by, from a vocal variety, from the five elements of vocal variety standpoint, you never know where I'm going next. Every seven seconds, our brain tells us to check out. And so we've, 
you know, it, it, to really captivate, we need to create an unpredictable, I mean, we are obviously revealing our real self, but we've got to create a, an experience. We've got to create a journey. You know, I've, I've got a, a friend of mine, I've done a lot of work for him and he calls me the show and we don't have to be a show. We don't have to perform. It's not that, but it's creating an experience. What are all the different feelings I want you to feel? And, and how do I want to shift those elements to create that experience for you? It's all on me. It's all on me to keep you captivated by creating that unpredictability and really getting clear on how do I want you to feel? What's the journey I want to take you on? And how am I going to use these five elements of vocal variety to make that happen? Because these elements hit the senses and that triggers the emotion. And so now we've moved beyond words. If I bring it to life, how much I love chocolate pie. You don't have to care anything about chocolate pie, but you love something. So now we're connected on love. And, and, and you've got tacos and I've got pie, but we're cruising down the tracks together. Now we have transcended words. We are working and feeling. And that's pillar three is really moving out of that one note. We work on, we've, we've morphed ourselves into, well, I'm going to work on one note. Everything is going to be fast or everything is going to be loud or everything is whatever it is. And so we've now assigned the same value to everything. There's no experience. It's words. Yeah. I can imagine while you're speaking, I imagine me being in a crowd of just, uh, you know, someone just yelling at me or someone who's just there delivering their message nice and quiet. And like you said, every seven seconds, your brain's giving you the option. Yeah. Should I be checking out? Should I be checking out of this? Um, and not only can we, I'd love to ask more about, about the different shifts people can make when they're delivering a, a message to be more, uh, to have that variety. Um, but give us an understanding when you're doing a talk, when you're doing something for, let's say a 45 minute uh, presentation, What's going through what's going through your mind? Is it unconscious now and you just use these skills or is there something you're focusing on to make sure it is authentic, that it is unpredictable and that it is uh, making them feel a specific way? It's intuitive to me now. It, it is intuitive now, but it's it, where I want to go and what I want to pull them close so I know I'm going to lean into quiet. I know it's coming I know in a minute I'm going to talk about X, Y, Z, and that's where I want to bring you close. I'm hyper aware, intuitively now, of constant shifting. I want you to be excited, so I'm going to lean into this right now. So, But it didn't start that way, and it doesn't have to start that way. In fact, it's in pillar three that I get very technical, and I say, here's your go-to. You go to fast on everything. Everything can't be fast. We can't handle it. Plus, everybody has an aversion to one of these five elements. The majority of people in my research study have an aversion to loud. And if you're loud at me the whole time, I'm out. And that's actually the number one aversion. So I keep that in mind as well. But we start from a real technical place. You do everything fast. Let's roll in slow bits. Let's start there. 
And so we roll in the opposite of what you do first. And it's, it's very conscious initially, but in a really quick amount of time, you start to get a feel for it. You know, I remember working with a man one time, he was a speaker from the stage. He sold very expensive, like $50,000 product. And he said to me one time, he said, ah, I get it. This is like driving a five speed. And I thought that was such a great analogy. Sometimes you're in second and sometimes you're in fifth. And what, and fifth is very different than second if you've ever driven a five speed, right? And, but the first step is rolling it in. Now, organically, when you get all these masks out of the way and connect to your message and let us know who you are and how you feel, you're already going to have more vocal variety from an organic perspective. Then we can get really strategic about it. You, everything's fast and loud. We've got to roll in quiet and slow or whatever it is. And then we really just start creating an awareness. And then from that, I always say, you make it your own. It doesn't have to be my version. What's your version mm, of, uh, of creating these feelings? I love what you're saying because this happens naturally when you are your true self because mm -hmm. our true self is all of these things before we learned what we can show and not show and what we have right. to show to feel enough, to feel love, to get that approval. And so we are all of these things. We are all of these five gears, right? Mm -hmm. These five speeds. Right. And when we are our authentic self, they naturally and organically come out. Right. And so one thing I'd love to ask, what are those, those five elements of all this vocal variety that people can start working into their presentations, their videos, their content, uh, just so they can have more of a conscious idea of what to add in. Yes. The most powerful is pause and not pause like you're swallowing or thinking of what to say, but really setting up the big moment with a pause. That's the most powerful of the five. Then we have elongation, which is a degree of an emotion. I really like chocolate pie or I really like chocolate pie. That just took up that pie love to a whole nother level. So that's very powerful in influence and persuasion. Degrees of the emotion I want you to feel, right? And, and you, you can see it. You can look around the world everywhere and see they're playing degrees of emotion through elongation, right? Then we've got shades of loud and soft, shades of fast and slow, shades of high and low, which is melody, which is where the trust is built. Quiet and slow are the second most powerful to pause. Loud and fast are the weakest, and that's what the world tells us to use. I've had more business people or entrepreneurs say to me, have you ever, have you ever been in a video? Have you ever been in a conference room? We don't go slow and quiet. And I'm always like, yeah, that's why I'm sending you in there to do that because voice Water seeks its own level. You will voice match. So when you go in there and start going fast and go, and now you're just like everybody else. Well, I, I can listen to anybody. What 
is going to pull me close and slow and quiet, quiet, especially we process that subconsciously as you care about us. Hmm. Totally. That was my question. Why, why do you think pausing? Why do you think going slow? Why do you think going quiet is so impactful, especially this day and age? Because we go too fast. Let me give it, let me give you an example on this. Let's say I want to, let's say I want to, I'm doing a video and I, and I have a line that says, do you want to make more money? Because I can show you how to make more money. That I did not even care if you want to make more money. I am ready to shove my product on you. But when I shift that and work with slow and pause and another technique that I use called reveal in the moment and I say, do you, do, do you want to make more money? Because I can show you how to make more money in that split second where I stopped. Your subconscious said, she cares about you. She wants to know what you think. Where when I just shoved everything at you, your subconscious went, she's just trying to sell you something, man. And it was literally not the words didn't change. It was speed and volume. And I did a big study on that because I really needed to get to the, I knew that, I knew that we were processing these sounds subconsciously, but I really wanted to get to the bottom of what does that say in your subconscious? What does fast say to your subconscious? And that's how I found out about aversions. I actually had, it was a strange time in my life where all these people were referring to this one person uh, and that they couldn't listen to him. And he was loud. Everything was loud. And that's where I did the research on aversions. And I realized we're losing part of our people if we're staying on one note. Because I could maybe want to work with you, but if you're hitting my aversion repeatedly, I have to walk away because I can't handle it. Subconscious can't handle raw emotion. Can't handle if there's an aversion, mine is obvious that it was loud. Look at my story. And like you said, being loud is one of the biggest aversions. And that's the one we're all taught. You know? Yep, that's right. It's like, you want to be heard, get louder, man. <laughs> no. And what I'm, also, what I'm also imagining when you're saying that is people in the boardroom, if you get quiet and, be, and slow down and use pauses, they have to, get quiet to listen, Boom. right? They have to get quiet to listen. They have to lean in to hear you. Yep. And that almost matches if they're getting quiet because they have to, to listen to you and they're leaning in because they're, they're basically intrigued by what you're saying. Their body, their conscious mind will start to focus on your message because that you now have their undivided attention. Is that, is well, that now they can saying? hear you. Yeah, now they can hear you. And, and voices seek their own level. So if I'm yelling and you're yelling and I'm fast and you're fast, we're not listening to each other. And then we walk away. You didn't get what you wanted. I didn't get what I wanted. But w this is controlling the conversation. You come at me, you're loud, you're fast. Why do we do this? We got to do that. I am immediately going to bring you down here because you're not going to hear me if I match your level. So half the time people walk away, they were never 
heard. And it was because they pushed instead of pulled. Now we need both. Don't get me wrong. Everybody doesn't have to go around the world whispering all the time. I'm not saying that, but we're misusing these tools. Loud is, you know, maybe you use loud in anger, but think about the shades. Like look at anger. Think about the shade blue. How many shades of blue are there? Well, navy is nothing like baby. Why do you say them the same? Same thing with anger. There's rage, sure, but they're seething too. So we've got all these degrees of emotions that we can, that really make people feel. And, it, and we can navigate that with these elements. And, and, and that, you know, from an organic perspective is stop being afraid to reveal how you feel. We think we're not allowed. Oh, they don't, want they don't want that. And I'm not saying fall apart and go to crying on the conference table. I'm not saying that at all. But what we tend to do in words and tone is nothing. No, it's okay. No, I don't really want to say anything. When internally we're going, please let me talk. Please let, I want to share something. And it's that noise, that driver, it goes back to the driver that's saying they don't want to hear what you have to say. And that, that's key what you're saying. What would you, what would you say to someone who is at that point, who does have this, this thing they want to share that's telling them share it, but they're, they're scared to, they're scared of, of jumping that, that, that gate of, of getting into the, mm. of getting into the game and actually doing it, on video or doing it at a conference meeting or whatever it may be, just to share their truth. What, what, what's something you tell someone that's on that fence, that's, that's ready to take the leap, but they're, they're just held back by fear? We take the weight off of it first. It's just a conversation. Who are you talking to? Doesn't matter that you're talking to a camera. Who are you talking to? You're talking to me and we're at your kitchen table. Now tell me about your stuff. We make it into something more than it is. We, and that fear is in the future. If you get back to the now, if you get back to the now and just have a conversation with me, that's, that's a big place that I would start. Just to make it, just to understand the lightness of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just a conversation. This is just a conversation. People get, people get wrought out. I got to, and I got to do the video and I got to get the words right. No, you know, connect to your message, get in the now, who are you talking to? Have a conversation mm. because all of that stuff you're afraid of, it's not real anyway. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, this, this happens so many times with my clients and no doubt you've seen it time and time again with people where what they really do fear has just been blown up in mm. place because as soon as you start to take your heart's leap, your ego is going to kick in with more and more and more fear, more and more stories, more, you know, you're focusing on more and more evidence of why it's real, but in reality, it's, it, it is just an illusion. And it, and it's in the future, that judgment, what they're going to think that's being in the future. And another thing that you can do to get out of that fear is that whatever noise is running, they're going to think you're stupid. Whatever the, whatever the saying is, you ask the question, is that ultimately true? And ultimately true means every single solitary time 
they don't want to hear what you have to say. Well, very little is ultimately true. Very little. And it's, if you could get out of the future and, but you know, that time, there was that time when I did that interview and I messed it up. Well, you, you let it go. It's over. You can't change it. Get back in the now. Why are you dragging that around with you? You can't change it. Stop dragging it. Is it ultimately true that you're going to mess up every interview? No. And that's something else I have my people take on their fears with. Is it ultimately true? Okay, then stop. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. You know, because it's not. Yeah. Uh, and that's something because a lot of people who are listening to this do release content. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that you're explaining here that they can start to think about right before they're about to get on video, right before they're about to do a podcast episode, right before they're about to share their truth. So there's a few things here, not only to work through the foundation, the connection, the captivate the room in terms of uh, a model, but some questions you can ask yourself on, you know, what is my truth? What do I want them to feel? Right. How do I want to betray that message? You know, what are the stories that might be getting in my way? How can I lighten up the fear around it? Right. How can I, how can I connect with them using these, you know, these five vocal varieties and, and how I can be unpredictable and tell a story that resonates with them. Is there anything, anything else that you think before someone's about to do a video or before someone's about to put out their content in a way that, that they really want to make a difference, what's something they can ask themselves or, or, or maybe like a checklist of things that they can, um, that they can start to become aware of? Well, definitely everything you listed. I mean, definitely everything you, you listed, but what I would add to that is stop deciding what we're thinking. If you want to know what I'm thinking, ask me. But that is a huge part of it is we decide they're going to think this is dumb. We decide they're going to think we don't know what we're talking about. Did you ask them? That's when I, everybody shows up here, but you know, I mean, they're going to think, I mean, everybody from celebrities to top exec, but what, you know, did you ask them? Well, no, I, no, I didn't ask. Okay, then we don't know. So we're going to bring the tentacles back in and we're going to deliver the best version of us. And if we want to know, we'll ask them. But until I ask you, if you think I'm dumb or don't make any sense or sound boring, then I can't, I can't go there. And get in that now. Know what your message is. What do you want us to feel? Connect to that message and have a conversation with me. And stop telling yourself, it's, I'm not going to like it or it's not going to be good enough. Or Because what I find is 99.9% .9 of the time, what you perceive we're thinking, we are not thinking. Every once in a while, in fact, it happened today. Yeah, you did get lamb blasted in that video. You're right. You got judged. But here's the thing. We're all going to get judged. They judged Elvis. He was the king of rock and roll. If they're going to judge Elvis, they're going to judge Tracy Goodwin. But I know that's not about me. And we can't keep making all the decisions about everything we do on that one negative experience. We have a ding box and we have a victory box. Before you record, don't be looking at the dings because you got 99 victories over there that you forgot about. Take a look at them. And then remember, you, you can worry about the judgment and play small, 
or you can serve your purpose, but you can't do both. Mm, that's a key, key message uh, that I think we can wrap up on. And I think one of the, uh, one of the thing that hits home with me is because I recently, a few months ago, wrote a letter to my dad sharing mm. my truth. And that was, that was tough for me. I don't know. I don't know why, but it was hard for me to share my emotion because we've never been trained and taught to do that. Right. And so I was nervous and scared and, and worried. And it was just basically me sharing how much he meant to me and writing down past experiences of, you know, of, of, of times when it really connected. Um, one time we came he came home from, I picked him up from the airport from a trip he had and he gave me a hug instead of a handshake. Mm. And that meant so much to me, although it was my, he might've just not, not recognized it, but I put all that in a letter and I shared my truth mm-hmm. and it meant so much to him. It meant so much to me and it will mean so much to everyone listening here. When you do have that something that's on your mind, that's part of your soul that is basically wanting to come out as, as your truth. Mm-hmm. Because once you do that, as, as you say, Tracy, you access inner freedom. It actually yeah. feels free to be able to share, to be able to uh, put that out into the world in a way that's authentic, in a way that's real, in a way that really allows you to communicate that. So is there anything else that resonates with you in terms of a story that might be similar? Well, what I want to say about that story is, can you imagine if you had not done that because you were sitting there thinking, he's going to think this is stupid. That's what I'm talking about. Don't decide what they're going to think, feel, or do. They may be desperate for that message that you're stalling on delivering, but that that to me was, that's societal. There's societal implications around voices all over the place. And that's a whole nother chat, but that's question everything. Every single story that you're, that is preventing you from taking the action, like writing the letter to your dad, question everything. We just agree. Yeah, you're right. I'm a failure. 42 years later, I'm still a failure. Well, hold on a minute. Let's take a look at that. And we just, that subconscious is tricky, tricky, how it locks us up. So question everything. And, you know, I I tell people, whatever it is, if there is a story there, there is somebody waiting to hear it. And you don't have to, I used to think I had to teach the world. I used to think if I, everybody didn't love me, that well, I have failed. Could you imagine if you had to teach everybody in the world, when would you ever get to go to the bathroom? I mean, that's just not even an option. So move out of that. What stories are in you? Don't, you know, question everything and don't question everything. Your people are waiting to hear those stories and everybody else. It doesn't matter. They're not your people and that's okay. But your people need to hear your stories. That's why you have those stories. Every single person that comes to work with me, that psychology of the voice, oh my gosh, I was raised exactly like you were. I, I, well, it was different, but I mean, it was, you know, every single time. I really resonate with how you, what you're talking about there, you know, and that, what if I never shared that? 
And I think that's what the leverage, I think that's the leverage people need. Not only, not only are you ready to share it. That's why you have the story. People are waiting to hear it. People are waiting to hear what's uniquely you that will resonate with them and allow them to live their truth, allow them to share that. I've had so many people in the last, the last Facebook live I did at least five or six people reached out to me, not about the content, but about the way it was delivered. Seriously, about five mm-hmm. or six people messaged mm-hmm. me, not because of the content, but said the way you delivered it mm-hmm. resonated. The way yeah. you delivered it from authenticity, from vulnerability, from openness, that's, and compare that to how I was releasing content a year ago, they noticed the shift. Mm, that's they awesome. noticed the shift. And so this, this stuff not only works, it's vital. It is vital, vital. for people to, to be able to do this. Um, we're, we're wrapping up here because the, the, time's, the time's flown by. I could talk about this I know. all day, all day. I, I know, just, I, I know. Really Which is cool because you have your own podcast. So many people can listen to this all day, yeah. every day. Um, tell people about how they can find more about you, your work, and, uh, and more about this content. Yeah, for sure. The best place to find everything is my website, which is CaptivateTheRoom.com. And I have the podcast is Captivate the Room. Almost all of social media is Captivate the Room. A couple of things are Tracy Goodwin, but I have YouTube. I have a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of articles that I've that I've written, and everything is on the website. So really, that's that's the best place to to go to find out more. Awesome, awesome. Captivate the Room. Write down, search it. Uh, if you can share your voice more because of this. I don't see any other bigger, I don't see any other more meaningful mission than sharing with the world what you're here to share and the purpose you're here to create and the people you're here to transform. And, and no matter how scary that is, it's what, it's what we're here to do. Is there anything else that you want to, uh, that you want to wrap us up with or anything that you want to add in that would make this uh, conversation feel like it has that tight little bow on the, uh, on the top? Well, it's just been such a delightful conversation and I'm still always amazed, you know, but you were on my show, so you got to go check out it. Tyson's episode is about to roll out on Captivate the Room. And I think that our work is so incredibly aligned and I believe that this is the work. I believe that this is the work we're here to do because I believe that we are here to serve a purpose. So it's just been great really great having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for being here. And not only that, but thanks so much for you taking your leaps, you know, and, and Mm. going through your story, it would be very, very clear. Uh, It'd be very easy for someone to go through that journey and just continue to believe those stories and to continue to believe the, the doubts and the fears of who am I to do this? But the fact you are able to question the fact you are able to, uh, notice those synchronicities that were coming into your life for a reason and to follow that is will, will inspire a lot of people listening to this to actually follow their truth and follow their calling and, and, uh, and share that with the world. And that would have not been possible if you didn't take those, those leaps and, um, and, and question those, those stories. And so I want to thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for sharing your truth. I look forward to seeing what we can do in the future because you're in the community now and you're, you're engaging with a lot of people and uh, connecting with a lot of people. Um, so I definitely look forward to rocking and rolling and seeing what we can do 
uh, next. But thanks so much for, for joining me here. Thanks everyone for, for listening. Thanks everyone for tuning in and, and learning this key conversation and, and everything from here. Uh, I just want to just quickly acknowledge everyone here who does have a truth that they are sharing and who's about to share it because this is what the world needs. So thanks so much for joining me. And thank you very much, Tracy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're like me and you have a heart that wants to contribute, you might want to come join us over on the online Facebook community called Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. This is the community of heart-centered business owners who are all doing this internal work. We mastermind around the latest business topics. We collaborate with each other to grow as one. And we do what we can to assist some charities and worthy causes around the world. So head over to TysonCoaching.com where you can find the link to join. And if you know you want to dive in deep into this work yourself, sign up for the free transformational group coaching calls. Whether you want to uncover some unconscious patterns or shift those you're already aware of, or maybe even just benefiting from the live coaching of other members, there's always takeaways that lead to more peace and clearly more business success on the other end. Because I believe it's not what you learn here that's going to help you with your awakening, it's what you actually do with it. So if it feels like your expansion, jump over to TysonCoaching.com and I'll see you in the community. Take care now.